football team of choice did not stop the run in Cleveland, did not stop the run against the Patriots. And the head coach is really mad about this. The head coach is even calling out in a way people by name. And I've got kind of a problem with that because it's so one-sided. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates that I hope you'll take the time to check out. It was a Mike Tomlin Tuesday, and it will be a practice Wednesday, meaning the Steelers will finally be back to work after the awkward short week slash long week leading into the Sunday game against the Jets. And when they do resume the work at hand, they'll do so with Montrevious Adams at nose tackle rather than Tyson Alualu. How do we know that? Because A, it showed up on the depth chart. B, the head coach addressed it in the bluntest criticism we've heard yet from him of any individual player this season. You know, he's been playing better than Tyson. And um, so we just thought that was appropriate. So by praising Adams, he's ripping, really, into a 35-year-old veteran. Sounds good, right? Accountability. Everyone wants accountability. We all love when our teams and the people who run them demonstrate accountability. It makes us feel better. It makes us feel as if the operation is very smooth running, a tight ship. Guess what, though? This accountability only applies to one side of the football, and that's not new. I'm not saying that just to take yet another set of digs at the offense. I'm saying that because the offense almost never falls into the same category. Now, it's easy to see why Mike Tomlin comes from a defensive background. He was a secondary coach. He played defense many years ago at William & Mary. And to this day, he is intimately, intensively involved in the defense. Sure, he's got Terrell Austin, he's got Brian Flores, but he's in that room. And he demands things of that group in a way that, well, he doesn't with the other. And I'm going to say it again, I've got a problem with that. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect Rigor, relevance, that's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. Understand that when Tomlin is criticizing the run defense, he's not singling out Alualu. He's pointing to pretty much everybody who's on that field. He's pointing to the various coaches that are involved. He's pointing to Flores. He's pointing to Austin. And it's a full-blown, across-the-board accountability thing. Whereas, the quarterback can completely be awful. And I mean, this this isn't even an opinion on my part. 
He's got 5.5 yards per pass attempt. That's by far the lowest in the league. And if it's sustained, it'll be the lowest that the NFL has seen this century. You hear anything about the quarterback? No, 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 no. Here's what Tomlin had to say about Mitch Trubisky yesterday. In all areas, um, in decision-making and where he's going with the ball, the time in which he's making decisions, the prudent use of mobility, um, whether it's by schematics or, or by ad lib, um, but just generally all areas. Sure, all kinds of bright signs and positives and sunshine and rainbows and angels playing their harps and whatever else. Anything at all about the play calling or, for that matter, what's being spoken and written everywhere about the play calling? You know, there are a lot of things that that we need to do better. There are a lot of things that we'd like to do better. I think the best way to sum up my evaluation of it, whether it's the collective unit or components of the unit, is that we've been better with every outing. And and so uh, it's reasonable to expect those improvements to continue. Um, We haven't done enough to win the last two football games. And so um, there's reason for alarm as it pertains to that. But largely, I'm seeing um, improvements in all areas, whether it's individuals or whether it's the collective. And and so it's our job um, to tune out the noise and to remain committed to the path that we're on and work to get better in the effort to change the outcome of these games. I expect our guys not to blink and, and, and to continue to work. And so um, I have to display that as a leader, and I intend to. That's right. The fans in the media are dolts. That's just how that goes. We're going to tune out that noise. We love our fans, but we're going to tune out that noise, and we're just going to keep doing what we do. That was the message that came across loud and clear from this head coach. They're seeing signs of progress. They're seeing things getting better. You heard it there, better decisions, better whatever. But when they don't stop, Nick Chubb, who in my opinion is the league's premier running back, Cleveland definitely has the league's premier overall rushing attack when you factor Kareem Hunt into it, and for that matter, that Jacoby Brissett's pretty mobile himself. Well, that's just not okay. That's going to get an answer. I'm sorry, this stuff is tired. You know, this stuff where only the defense has to answer for stuff. And I I know he probably thinks that it's some kind of cool thing to be able to say, you know, I'm a defensive coach and it's not okay to be this way on defense. And I'm going to show you that I care more about defense than offense. Okay, we get it. You're a defense guy. Big deal. You've also been a head coach at this level, at the top level, and a, by the way, a really accomplished head coach, and you're still throwing around that defense is more important? Give me a break. Save that stuff for the locker rooms or for the people that are interested in that. When it comes to actual accountability, you can't just say, hey, the defense needs to carry this whole operation, and the offense, well, it sucks, but we're just going to kind of ride with it. To be honest with you, that's what's gotten the Steelers into this mess, both organizationally and strategically. And what I mean by that is organizationally, the draft and not at all accumulating offensive linemen for how long now with your top couple of picks. 
That's something they never would have allowed to happen on the other side of the football. And they won't. You watch. And it also can't be ignored that all of the money is spent on the defensive side. It's the highest paid defensive side of any team in the NFL. But it hurts you strategically, too. You know, if you're not on the field... If your defense isn't on the field for 273 snaps, and that's what the count is right now. It's the most through three games for the Pittsburgh Steelers since the 60s. And when you twin into that, that they had the short week going into Cleveland, of course they were burned out. Of course they had nothing left. I don't care if somebody says, or you're making excuses for the team. So what if it's real? 273 snaps. Why? Well, okay, we need to get off the field on third down is what you'll hear from the head coach, but you won't hear anything about the offense being out on the field for, you know, 43 seconds at a time. Half of their possessions are three and outs. The rest of them are six and outs. Try showing full-blown accountability the way a head coach is supposed to. Shot of Steelers is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. They are the one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available, more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped, not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available, not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. And today's J1Q comes from Lou, who asks, DK, it seemed like Isaiah Loudermilk, even as a rookie, was very good against the run. So Why isn't he getting snaps? Lou, it's not that Loudermilk isn't getting snaps. He isn't getting a helmet. He has yet to suit up for any of the three games. He's been inactive. So if you want to talk about accountability, (laughs) you're the head coach, and you can very comfortably point to a Lou-a-Lou, how about pointing the thumb at yourself? How about saying, what went into these roster decisions Louder Milk is only on the team. He was only drafted because of his pedigree in run stopping. Kevin Colbert said that at the time of the drafting. I mean, he didn't put a ceiling on him, but what they liked the most about him was his ability to shut down the run. So when you get back to last year, post-Minneapolis, when there was kind of a, a panic among uh, the people running the team, about how to stop the run. Can't ever let the Vikings thing happen again. Can't ever let that happen again. Montravius Adams happened. Great. Loudermilk got a little bit more involved, and and everybody else was pretty beat up at that point. And you were never going to get good run stopping out of Chris Wormley. He's just not that guy. Now, they also brought Minka Fitzpatrick and Terrell Edmonds a lot closer to the line of scrimmage, so there was some stuff that was schematic. 
But for the most part, there were a couple of guys that got more snaps out of it, and it was Adams and it was Loudermilk. And Loudermilk has shown himself to be that guy again through camp. He is a run stopper. It's what he does. So you go into a game on a short week against an opponent that has exactly the reputation that you'd want to have all kinds of run defenders lined up against. You have Tomlin telling everybody publicly before and, of course, after the fact that the only mission here in Cleveland, the principal mission is stop Chubb. Stop Chubb. Can't let Chubb beat you. After the game, even after David Njoku comes up with 100 catches and breaks lots of tackles and Jacoby Brissett looked super accurate and everything else, Amari Cooper was terrific. No matter what we brought up with him, he'd come back with Chubb. So that means Chubb was an almost singular focus. And yet someone made a conscious, aware decision to not use a run-stopping defensive lineman in favor of Wormley? Do you see what I'm saying here? You can't just make up your mind in advance. Well, I guess you can. So I, I, I should say you shouldn't make up your mind in advance that these two or three guys are going to be my targets for accountability this week if Chubb doesn't get stopped. And I'm going to be mad at them. Well, a lot went into Chubb not being stopped. And it wasn't just a loo And it would be nice to see accountability across the board. Yes, including for the offense. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.